and how many countries have you been to and what is your average flight cost paid? <laughs> uh, hello, everybody. My name is Trevor. Uh, I have been traveling half my life. I am now 38 years old. In high school, I went to Spain. I lived with a family in Barcelona. And that kind of started everything from there. Uh, I've been traveling oh, yeah. ever since. And I've been averaging $16 per flight to 133 countries so far. 133 countries. Fuck yeah. Oh my God. 133. <laughs> so, okay. Quick intro. My buddy, Trevor, finally we're doing this. We met in Chiang Mai 2013 or 2014 at the, in, at the initial uh, conference that I was there. So OG homie and been following him on Instagram ever since. And he's, like he said, travels the world constantly. And I do not know how this mother bleeper does not have a million followers or at least a hundred thousand. It's really because he doesn't really, his, he does only word of mouth. He doesn't do any like YouTube video or promotion. It's all just organic people, friends and, 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 um, and clients sharing his, his Instagram page. So uh, eventually, uh, two years ago, I got freaking tired of seeing him post all of his his flights and hotels and clients uh, basically staying and flying free. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm signing up for this mile method thing, which is basically the credit card sign up bonus method to stack points and you use points to book your travel. Uh, it, this thing has the credit card bonus smile thing has been around for ages. And so uh, I signed up for it and I've already stacked tons of points and uh, flying uh, already two business class flights um, between Asia and the US, totally free. Of course, you have lounge access, some of which um, serve free flow wine. Here's my one of my business class flights. This is me waking up on Snapchat when you sleep and think maybe you're halfway there and you see it's just two hours left. 16 hour flight from Singapore to Phuket. And what I didn't actually realize through the years is in business class, it, you lay down completely flat and you can sleep. And so it's a complete game changer. And so I have tons and tons of points. And so um, it's it's freaking awesome. And finally we're doing this. Um, this has been so one of my favorite Instagram follows. So for people that don't know, let's quickly go over what is this uh, quote unquote mile method or, or credit card, uh, um, you know, bonus mile sign up method. How does it work? So we should put out a disclaimer that this is for Americans only yeah. because it's all about gaming the US credit card system. And maybe I shouldn't use the word gaming because all of this is completely legal. Uh, a lot of people have heard about the system. They haven't looked into it enough because maybe bad experience with not being able to redeem some miles or what I found working with clients, potential clients, people are just scared of credit cards. They don't understand what they are, how they work. They don't understand the mechanics behind them. So what I've been doing since 2011 for myself, for my parents, for my friends, uh, it's very simple. Actually, you apply for a credit card. You must meet, you must spend a certain amount depending on the credit card to earn its bonus. Once you spend the minimum, they give you 50, 60, a hundred thousand miles. 
and then you move on to the next card. Now that's the simplified version. What I do for my clients is there's a lot of behind the scenes details that I manage because I'm obsessed with this. I love it. Even after doing it for more than a decade, I still enjoy this. Uh, so my clients don't have to constantly read the news, like, like the points guy you just pulled up, all these different deals, rules, hotel rules, airline rules, credit card rules, it changes constantly. But what Americans should understand is that it's literally clicking buttons and earning free ho free flights and free hotels. Mm -hmm. That is, uh, and we can get into it. So yeah, I've been doing this for awesome. a decade and $16 per flight, staying in some of the nicest hotels around the world for free. Boom. That's it. So, um, yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> to explain kind of, uh, what Trevor's service is. So, um, he basically, uh, does all the, the busy work and he has a basically cons a consultation package, um, to basically handle of, as do as much of a done for you as you can. And so I signed up for this. I was just like, frig, I'm, I'm freaking doing this. And obviously the ROI on this is, you know, multiple 10 X. And so, um, the core of it is this spreadsheet. So I'll give you a quick glance at this is mine. So I've one, two, three, I've probably gotten like maybe 12, 15 cards so far. Uh, and the average sign up bonus is like, yeah, like he said, 50 to a hundred, uh, thousand points. And it has the date that you should click the application, uh, the minimum spend requirement and everything is just tracked here with the exact dates. And so every three months, basically he tells you, uh, three new credit cards to sign up for. Um, and uh the thing that i actually didn't like realize is there's no limit to the amount of credit cards you can have you can have dozens and dozens and actually the more that you have the better your credit score gets so my credit score is better than starting and it, it's just funny it, it's just literally um taking advantage of the system that is in place these credit card companies, they, of course, they want people to sign up to, to use the card. And, you know, um, that's how they make money. They're, they're printing money that doesn't even exist. But if you just do it smartly, you can collect the sign up bonuses. And um, some of them, you can avoid the annual fees. Yes, the, some of them, you have to eat the annual fees. But you're you're racking up thousands and thousands of dollars in free flights. Uh, the, with the points that I've gotten so far, uh, just in like 13 months, um, or something like that, about a year and a half yep, or something about, like that yep, is, yep. um, the business class flights value is about $40,000 and the economy value, uh, what I would have spent on economy flights is about $10,000 worth of uh, economy flights. Um, so yeah, really cool. It's real. It's, uh, that's my biggest obstacle is convincing people, Americans that this is real, it exists and you can do it. So uh yeah. i guess i'll go back to one one thing you mentioned is that i don't do social media and there's a reason for that this what i do for clients is a one-on-one -on -one service and i'm the only one doing this the reason being is it's time intensive whenever people learn that i'm a miles and points geek they always mention the points guy <laughs> he has the biggest seo presence this guy's everywhere if you google anything related to the travel hacking miles hotel points first top three searches will be the points guy. His model is affiliate links. So he makes money on commissions, but by 
reading random articles, applying for random credit cards, you don't maximize the bonuses to get to a million miles within 18 months because there's a certain sequence that you have to do all of this. And uh, that's what I've been doing for you. And you just click the, the links I tell you to click. Yep, exactly. So you have to, to um, put that another way, you kind of have to start um, with easier to get approved cards and then move up uh, to the more uh, advanced or harder to get approved ones. Is that a way to summarize it? It depends. There's certain cards that you apply for first because each bank has its own rules. Each card has its own individual rules. And those are things, there's no rhyme or reason. You just have to study this and know this. Uh, so anyone could learn this, but I've been doing this for a decade and I'm still learning things, both on the earning side and on, on, on the redeeming side. So there's, there's kind of two parts to all of this. You have to earn the miles and points before you can actually redeem them for free flights and free hotels. Right. Okay. And so one of the que top questions I get is like, is this legal? Uh, and so, and then I give them my spiel, which is same thing as your spiel. What, what's your spiel on that? What's your the big picture? So the big picture is you can't force the banks to give you credit cards. They run algorithms. They look over your overall profile to see if you're credit worthy, which, which basically involves looking at your credit scores your application history, your cancellation history, and to a certain extent, how much you spend on the cards as well. It's basically you're, you're gaming the algorithm. So yeah. on paper, I've been approved my personally myself for 150 some credit cards. So if someone says, you know, is this, a, is this legal? My response is, why do they keep giving me new cards? They want me as a customer because on paper, yeah. I'm the perfect customer. Even though I'm actually redeeming these miles and points for free flights, whereas I believe it's 75% of airline miles and hotel points go unredeemed. So mm. we're, we're winning, whereas others yeah. are not. <laughs> yeah. They, for most people, you know, they're not, they're not gaming the system and stacking the points for most people, you know, they'll, unfortunately they'll they'll run up debt and they'll be paying interest fees every month and that's how they uh how the, the banks make money yeah there, out there's they don't have. So let me think this there's there's about four different ways that banks make money uh annual fees on credit card will avoid if at all possible some of them you actually want to pay uh if an annual fee is charged up front to give you a, a real world example there's a credit card that charges 75 dollars upfront, which means you pay it the first month after you're approved for the credit card. But the equivalent bonus I once redeemed for a first class from Hawaii to Denver, stayed in Denver for six months, and then flew to Ecuador for a single credit card bonus. So essentially, I paid $75 for a first class to from Hawaii to Denver, Denver to Ecuador. Mm -hmm. So you should do that every day. Yeah. Uh, the other ways the banks make money annual fees, uh, late fees when people don't pay their bills on time, uh, which you should never do. Um, merchant fees. So a big part of our system that people don't understand is that every time you spend money, the establishment with which you're spending money pays a fee to the banks. So it's a pyramid scheme. The more you spend, the more money that the banks earn. So 
the fact that people like us game the system and win, 99% of people are not winning. They're earning money for the banks. Yeah. True that. Yeah. <laughs> One of the things I throw out is like, um, <clears throat> um, yeah, it's, it's, it's gaming the system. Um, but if you're worried about little old Riley or little old Trevor gaming the system, don't get all up in arms about us before you get up in arms about your banks who uh, they they're lending money to people, millions and billions of dollars that doesn't exist uh, and collecting interest on that. That's one. They also uh, the banks fucking failed in 2008 and they got bailed out. Like, where's all of our our where's our bailout money? Uh, you know, so it's basically yeah, this, like, this, this gets into more of a people for centuries. It's this is the very least we could and should be doing to <laughs> fucking to take back to make it, you know, what we can to do what we can to take advantage of the, the it's a it's a love hate relationship because I think you and I we've gone deeper down the banking rabbit hole than most. Yeah. And if you if you understand how banks do business. It's not always ethical. Uh, so by doing everything, by following the rules so well that they give you free flights and free hotels, I see nothing wrong with that, especially since it's completely legal. Yep. And so the next thing is uh, regarding the minimum spend. Um, like I, I, got, I got a lot of questions on my Instagram recently. Oh, how much did you have to spend to get all those points? I'm like, first of all, the points don't come from the spend. The co points come from the sign up bonus by meeting the initial minimum spend, which is usually about four to five K in the first three months, which for a normal person, if just your daily spending, you can meet. Um, but there are some uh, online um, uh, online tips and tricks to, to meet that minimum spend quicker and easier. Can you talk about some of those things? So first of all, you're absolutely right. The way to earn as much free travel as possible in the shortest amount of time is the sign up bonuses. I've been doing this for a decade. I'm obsessed. I research constantly. There is no faster way to earn free travel than sign up bonuses. So everyone talks about, you might see the commercials for Capital One where they promote uh, two points per dollar or three points per dollar. If you're, you're allocating your spend toward signup bonuses, you're earning 20 to 40 points per dollar. So just think about that. Most people think that two to three points per dollar is good, but if you mm -hmm. allocate your normal spending exclusively towards or earning signup bonuses, you're getting 20 to 40 points per dollar. That adds up very, very quickly, especially when a single signup bonus could be a US to Europe or Asia one-way business class. What people don't realize is that these business class one ways often cost five thousand to ten thousand, thirteen thousand dollars. Yeah, and that's that's a single bonus. Um, so getting back to your question about uh, tricks for spending, ten years ago there used to be a lot of tricks. There used to be a lot of ways to move money around, uh, where it would show up as a transaction and count towards meeting the minimum spend on your credit cards. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, a lot of these are going away. So 
it does help if you have some actual spending. If you spend in your real life, if someone, if a potential client comes to me and they tell me they spend five hundred dollars a month, mm-hmm. it's going to be tough because yeah. that means you're barely able to meet one single credit card spending requirement. So mm-hmm. I've I've gotten to, I've gotten to the point where I have turned away people who don't spend enough because there are advanced level tricks uh mostly involving buying gift cards or money orders and a lot of that has now become us based and i don't personally do it it's just it's not a good roi on your time so i would suggest you should look into the system if you have actual spending got it yeah if if so if your monthly you know monthly card spending is you know like an average american is going to spend you know fucking at least three fucking k a month and that um, that's you know, if you if you spend two to three thousand a month you're going to do fine with the system because i i would customize which cards you apply for based on your spending so i would say two two thousand is about the minimum i would suggest that you really go hard with this got it cool and so that's with personal and so a whole another side of this is actually business cards and um that's where you can actually rack up a lot of spend, especially if you're in e-commerce doing ad spend. So um, I should have done this years ago with my e-commerce business with Amazon ad spend. Recently, we got the um, uh, uh, business uh, MX business gold and we're earning 4X points on ad spend. So that's all actually where a lot of points come from too, because we're doing 10,000 a month on ad spend. We're getting 40,000 points a month, 400,000 uh, points a year. And so uh, that is four business class one ways for free uh, or more per year. And so it's about 70,000. I rounded up to 100,000 just to be conservative uh, for a a free business class flight from Bangkok to Seattle. Four of those free. So just by signing up for that card, Parker and I now fly back and forth between Asia and America for free for the rest of our lives basically yes. business class. have you ever have you ever have you ever checked the uh, paid fare to see what those first class flights would actually cost yeah usually retail is about four to five thousand dollars that must be really cheap right now i had a client recently who flew non-stop from jfk to tokyo first class it was seventy thousand miles plus nineteen dollars and that that one way flight on Japan Japan Airlines would have normally cost fifteen thousand dollars. So that's yeah. he paid seventy. It, it he paid it as, and of course, it depends on the route. It depends on the date. But he paid a seventy five dollar annual fee, redeemed it for a fifteen thousand dollar flight, plus nineteen dollars. <laughs> oh, you can get so you can get those first class ones for around though sometimes. Yeah. So that's those are the types of things that. So there's two different people I work with. I would say about half the people are digital nomads like yourself, like myself, who we're, tra- we're moving, we're traveling constantly. I even fly economy probably 75% of the time for mm. several reasons, but mostly I just want to save my miles. If you fly a business or first class, uh, it requires three to four times as many miles. Uh, so I still fly economy, but it depends on your situation. You are spending a lot with ads and you're, you're earning a lot of miles. So you can fly business of first class every time now. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, if you have a business, it's like, it's, 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 it's <laughs> hindsight, it's, it's stupid to not be and in the MX business goal, it seems to be uh, universally the best it's forex on, um, on, uh, on ad spend, it's forex on whatever your biggest category is, which it could be whatever mark, it could be consulting fees. And um, so, so yeah, if you have a business, that's why it's called business class, right? If you have a business, you should be flying business class free. <laughs> like you should not be paying for flights, um, at least long flights. And it's, and back to the economy versus business. If it's a short flight intercountry or like two hours, then yeah, I'll do economy. But if it's a, a overseas flight, then yeah, business because the best, the whole point of it is you can lay flat sleep like bed and i've only experienced it twice in my life thanks to knowing trevor and having the excuse to do it and let me tell you boys and girls it's the best <laughs> fucking ever. obviously you're fucking laying flat just my first time experiencing that I'm, it was just like boom mind blown good sleep like your comment today surprised me when you said you didn't realize until recently that you yeah. could sleep in a bed on a plane that yeah. should have been my lead with you hey riley do you like sleeping when you're crossing oceans we can do that <laughs> exactly that's what i was telling you like on your homepage, you need a picture of that because for whatever reason i guess i i never realized that growing up or whatever i thought it was like maybe only special airlines but like because because all i really knew as just like a you know well a lot of americans didn't fucking travel for as a nomad didn't fucking travel at all um as many americans don't travel overseas <clears throat> you know in the normal life and so all i know is like when you walk in the plane you see those business class section but at that point you don't see any laid down flat you only see that because people only lay down when you're mid-flight and yep. usually only on longer flights so maybe going to hawaii or something like that um, and especially and so, the the uh, the areas between the U.S. A lot of them have private suites, private cabins. Uh, Emirates has a yeah. I flew Emirates first class. I took a shower at thirty five thousand feet. Fuck it's yeah. as fun as it sounds. <laughs> that's yeah, that's fucking awesome. And then we can get into like yeah, those, those crazy Emirates ones and like first class and like there's yeah there's this crazy stuff like once you start stacking points um can you say like how many like points you have like because like you, you're basically you you could buy you could get these like first class emirates ones like no problem right so i flew emirates my parents have both flown emirates first class i've flown emirates first class uh unfortunately it's very it's become very difficult to book emirates first class now with miles business mm -hmm. class is still very obtainable uh but first class is a little bit more difficult now uh mm -hmm. currently I, ha I have six million miles <laughs> and i i do not spend a lot of money i do i do no advertising my yeah. daily expenses are very low uh and that's partly that's another reason why I mostly still fly economy, even though I can book business or first class anytime I want. Um, mm -hmm. I actually sell my miles as well as a little side business, which I don't want to make too public, but there's a lot of different ways to 
benefit from the system. So besides free flights, free hotels for a decade now, I fly my parents all over the world. Yeah. Uh, I make a little extra cash selling miles. Um, I just, it really blows my mind that more Americans don't do this. And again, yeah. that that's partly on me because I, maybe I'm not doing the best job of edging people that shouldn't be as intimidating <laughs> as it may seem. Yeah. And it's much more lucrative definitely than people realize. So yeah. Got to get the yeah, word out. Especially <laughs> when you calculate the business class retail price, uh, you know, like, so I've, I've, I've made $40,000 worth of flights uh, in about a year and a half and, you know, paid your $1,500 fee. <clears throat> and how many miles do I have left over in, right now? When you calculate in the, the credit card fees, um, and you know, annual fees. Okay. Like a couple thousand bucks. Okay. Whatever. It doesn't matter. It's definitely less than 40,000 and it's definitely less than 10,000. Um, you know, maybe it's, let's just say a thousand bucks or maybe 2000 bucks in, in fees or whatever. Okay. I don't care. Um, just the, um, the, uh, economy retail value is over $10,000. So that's the money that I would have spent. Uh, to travel if I had not signed up for this. I would have I would have spent $10,000 and now that's free. I've only paid your fee uh, and some credit card fees. Um, you know, you can't avoid the 3% or some annual fees. Yeah. Um, so on, on, on the screen, then, here's, here, here's a good example. Uh, Just sorry to interrupt. Uh, uh, this, these are my flights from 2021. So I flew 31 flights, you know, Brazil, the US, Europe, uh, even Asia when I was in the Maldives a month ago. And the average cost per flight was $6.69. Now those are the taxes that you pay when you book a flight with different airlines. There's airport taxes, uh, different fees, fees, but they're generally very low. So of these 31 flights, only two of them were business class. I flew from North Carolina to Istanbul, business class. That was a $5,000 flight. So I redeemed 70,000 miles, which is about a single credit card signup bonus for $5,000 worth of business class flights. Everything else is economy. And then a month ago after um, 10 nights in private island resorts in the Maldives, I flew Singapore Airlines business class from Mali to California. And that was also a $5,000 business class, uh, which was also a single credit card bonus. So two signup bonuses were $10,000 worth of business class flights to say nothing of the other 29 economy flights that were an average of $7. Wow. Yeah. Did you say Mali, like Africa? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Maldives, the capital of Maldives. the Maldives. Okay, cool. <laughs> yep. You've been all over Africa. I mean, you've been 133 countries. Uh, 150, 156, because I did quite a bit of traveling before all of this. Um, oh, wow. But with, with miles, 133 countries. Yep. Wow. Wow. 156. Oh my goodness. Um, nice. Are, are you going to try to visit every country? COVID kind of put a kink in that plan. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it is getting more annoying to try to figure out some of these countries regulations. So it's not, never, it was never my goal to visit every country, but when I was in a new region, I would definitely make it a point to try to visit new places and I'll continue to do that. But, COVID, man. It's it's yeah. annoying. 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah, right now. But anyway, we got a long life to live. Life to live. No rush. <laughs> uh, just yep. stacking points. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's great. Um, <laughs> finally, I probably asked you to do a podcast, fucking probably two, three years ago, and then we never got around to it. And now, <laughs> now that finally I'm doing it, um, and and I've taken already my first two business class flights for free, and um, uh, now Parker's starting to do the same thing. His his credit score is now mid seventies um, from from starting to do this. And uh, with with our a huge thing is put our e-commerce ad spend on on the cards, like just that you're going to be racking it up. Um, but you may need for some folks um, to build your credit up um, first to get approved for that um, that boss card. So hit up Trevor and he'll he'll give you a plan. Um, just freaking sign up for your for your, for his plan. <laughs> like, and, and that and that I, I do remember that was a situation when we started. Your yeah, I forget what exactly your credit scores were, but they it were six, on the, it was in six hundreds. Yeah, it, it was uh below seven hundred, I believe. And yeah. I told you, look, we need to work up to the big boy cards. <laughs> yeah. We might need to build up your credit because another misconception: applying for multiple credit cards hurts your credit score. It doesn't. Mm -hmm. One of the major factors, there's different factors. Some of them have more weight on your credit scores. But one of the factors, a minor one, is having diverse accounts. So if you have multiple credit cards, basically that tells the banks that multiple institutions have vouched for you. So if if one bank says, you know what, Riley's a good guy, he's trustworthy, he's paying his bills, we'll give him a card too. It just takes pressure off of their systems because you come vouched. So that that's one way to think of how having multiple credit cards actually improves your credit scores. Uh, and then a few other factors, just never miss payments, uh, never carry balances. And that's really it. If, if you yeah. do that, your credit scores will ink as you're approved for more cards and bigger credit lines. Yeah. So, um, so something that I, I didn't know for at, at first, um, is, um, so yeah, obviously you won't pay any interest if you're not carrying a balance after your, your closing date. And so what you actually want to, there's a, a closing date and then a due date and the statement closing date, you want to have, um, less than 25% of your available credit um, as a balance and then just pay that all off by the due date. The closing date might be the 10th, the due date might be the 20th. So when the closing date crosses, you want to show, that's when, that's when the snapshot gets sent to the credit bureaus. You want to yes. show that snapshot to the credit bureaus that this guy is only using less than 25% of his available balance. So re responsible or whatever, um, not using too much. Uh, and then your auto pay will pay off the full thing um on the due date that's that's a, that, that's a good point so the snapshot the the closing okay every credit card has a 30-day statement period so during that statement uh you can spend you can use let's say you have a, a credit card with a ten thousand dollar credit line you can spend ten thousand dollars that's fine as long as you pay it off before the statement closing date which is the date that the bank sends that credit report to the credit bureaus. So what Riley was saying is 
you definitely want to pay, if you have a $10,000 credit card, you do not want to, to let that statement close with $2,500 or more. As long as it's $2,500 or less or zero, your credit scores will improve. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's it. It's, and it's, uh, it's very simple. Once, once you kind of understand that concept. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, one, uh, so what I do is turn on auto pay right away. The first day, full statement balance, and, uh, you're, you're basically done. Um, and, um, <clears throat> there are, there are some little tricks like if you spend, let's say the credit limit is, is 5,000 and you spend 4,000, uh, to meet that, that minimum spend requirement in the first month, um, make sure before the statement closing date, um, pay it off to like 1000, uh, right away, just or, or zero yeah. quick payment. Um, so, so is it the same? Is it, you, you can pay it off to zero and it has the same effect as having like 10 or 20% of the credit or, or is yeah, it better that, for that, you to have some small balance? That's, that's really a myth. A lot of people think that they oh. need to let the statement close with a certain amount of spending to show activity. Mm. I found that it really doesn't matter if, mm. if simplifying your life by paying it to zero makes you at peace, do it. It's, it's, okay. it's really a, a minor thing in the, the big picture of your credit scores. And yeah. I guess while we're on the topic, so if you're doing this system where you're simply allocating your normal spend towards earning signup bonuses, you're going to have multiple cards. And for a lot of people, that sounds scary. Like, oh my God, I'm going to have 10 credit cards. How am I going to manage it all? Very simply, just focus on one credit card at a time. That's it. So once you, you're approved for a credit card, let's say you have to spend $3,000 within three months, focus all your spending on that credit card, groceries, cell phone bills, Uber, whatever, whatever your expenses are, focus it on a single card. Once you spent the 3000, pay it off, throw it in a drawer, move on to the next card. That's yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. It's literally how, how I frame it in some of the, <clears throat> uh, posts i write once you meet the minimum spend literally fucking snap it in half and forget <laughs> about it you're done it does not hurt your credit score if you don't make a single purchase ever again with that i wouldn't recommend snapping it in half because there are times where you might want to use that card again for a hotel benefit uh where you might actually want you to spend can, on it later because those are usually <laughs> online purchases so as long as you have you just take a picture of the number and store those in a, a secret uh, file that's what i do yeah, I do that too. You know what's funny about that? I have a, a box full of credit cards. Yeah. And I pro at this point, because I, 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 uh, I'm in three-player mode because I manage my parents' credit cards and my credit cards. So I have a lot of old credit cards. And I'm saving them for some type of art project in the future when I have Heck, a property. Yeah. And like may maybe cutting them using some type of laser printer and making a big map on the wall. I haven't decided what Ooh. to do, but I, I have a lot of old credit cards. I'm going to yeah, do some interesting projects. That's actually sick. Yeah. It's kind of like, uh, I'm, I'm sure with SIM cards is the same thing. Do you save those by chance? <laughs> so I use Google Fi. I've, I've, I'm really wow. all about simplifying my life lately. So even though it does end up costing quite a bit more, I don't really mess with SIM cards. I just use Google Fi all the time. Nice. Seems to be. Yeah, I, I do have it as well. Uh, I've talked about it. I love it as a backup SIM card for um, <clears throat> for if you, when you arrive in a new country on the runway landing, uh, switch that backup SIM card. You're connected. 
uh, if you don't have time to stop to get a local SIM card, then you're you're still good. Yeah, if, I would say if you're staying anywhere for more than a month, it makes sense to get a local SIM card. Even a month depends how much hassle you want to go through. Uh, I ran into an interesting situation when I flew to Ukraine three months ago. Uh, you need to download an app for their COVID regulations in order to, to enter the country, but they can only send a text to a local Ukrainian phone number. So yeah. I was in no man's land in the Ukrainian airport because I didn't have a local Ukrainian phone number. I couldn't receive a local text message. <laughs> and I was, I was stuck in no man's land at immigrations for about four hours until I finally convinced a security guy like, Hey, please, can I go buy a SIM card? Can you accompany me? We'll go buy a SIM card. And we did. He took me through security. I bought a local Ukrainian SIM card, received this stupid verification text message so I could go through immigration. Uh, so I will not be losing that Ukrainian SIM card for the next time I enter Ukraine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah, there are, are these are things like you learn along the way. <laughs> what was that last part? These are things you learn along the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I recommend, and for Google Fi, a cool thing is you can do an eSIM now. And with new iPhones, you can have that eSIM just installed. Don't even need a physical SIM. It's just always on your phone. Just turn it, activate it when you need it. And it's like, it's like your phone is always connected worldwide now, no matter what. Yep. Basically. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and, and in the future, near future, we're going to have fucking, uh, Starlink, uh, satellite, um, cell phone connectivity so even if you're in the middle of the ocean uh you're still good <laughs> that day can't come soon enough yeah <laughs> uh fucking um yeah oh my god what else do we need to uh let people know uh freaking sign up i'm curious about your uh, your future plans what are you gonna do with all your miles what, what's uh what's on the radar so yeah, you, you mentioned flying your parents out. I was going to talk about that. Yeah. So that's another huge, huge thing. Huge thing is flying your parents because your our parents need the, the lay flat more than us. Yes. And they need the excuse because our parents, they don't like long flights. Like us younger guys were like, we, uh, and us frequent travelers, nomads, we fucking eat those 20 hour economy flights. Fucking not phase. Does, they don't phase me at all anymore. I fucking enjoy them. I love getting up like three times and going walk to the back and do some yoga stretches in the back. It's just, it's just fucking exciting, you know, for us travel bug motherfuckers. But for the average person, it's like, oh, 12 hour flight. Oh, oh my you God. It's like getting fucking surgery. But when you say, don't worry, not only is it totally free for you, mom and dad, but you can lay down flat, sleep, take a fucking sleeping pill or whatever, weed candy, and you'll be out and you'll wake up and you'll be almost there. I made the mistake of booking my dad Emirates first class with a stand-up lounge, private bar, and private spa with shower. Now he, he thinks every airline every flight should have a shower on it so <laughs> i i will i will say that once you start upping your travel flying business class first class staying in five-star hotels there is a danger involved because 
it does make going back to the hostel to the shitty ten dollar a night hotel makes it much more difficult even flying economy after experiencing yeah. some of these these uh very, very luxurious flights yeah i i would say that the so, second one second one definitely true uh once you go business class you don't want to go back um <laughs> and so um but the good thing is you don't have to you don't have to um you know well everyone's situation is a bit different you know if, if you're a couple and maybe you have two or three kids maybe you don't have enough points for business class for everyone but at least you're flying free um but uh you know if you're if you're single or only a couple then especially if you have a business you deserve uh and should be flying business class um for free um uh, for sure and, and couples have the, the advantage of doing this in two-player mode so you can two yeah. x your bonuses you can yeah you're, you both do it you can stay in twice as many free hotels fly twice as many flights so especially if you're a couple i have, I have several clients who come to me exclusive to plan for a honeymoon so with enough lead time i would say nine to 12 months is a, is a good period to earn enough miles and points to go anywhere in the world five-star hotels business class flights for two people so a lot of these honeymoons end up being 25 to forty thousand dollars worth of free travel flights and hotels for the equivalent of perhaps eight bonuses per person and eight bonuses you can do within six months so forty thousand forty thousand dollar honeymoon for clicking buttons for four hours maybe and being a little bit more organized with your spend yeah that's a good roi <laughs> for sure and so the hotels thing is something I, I haven't even redeemed yet but so that's a whole nother point of of trevor's thing is he stays in hotels for free and so um it and like so it's the big the big two are like the marriott network and like the hilton network hilton ihg hyatt uh, those are the major I, brands. Yeah. Basically all like the major hotel brands, you can pretty much stay in any of those using points. Um, I was just looking up in Bangkok. Um, what, what's like an average night, um, at, you know, a place like this Conrad, like nice hotel, you know, uh, or Marriott or something. And it's like 20, 10 or 10,000 points for like one night. So it differs between hotel brands and by region because cheaper regions have lower costs have a lower cost of living which means the point redemptions reflect that as well so for example hilton's in the united states are generally not a very good deal so one hilton in major cities like los angeles or new york might cost fifty thousand to eighty thousand miles i'm sorry points hotel points whereas in bangkok because of the the lower cost of living a nicer hotel might only cost thirty thousand points per night so that means you can get twice as many free hotel nights in regions like Southeast Asia, Latin America, yeah. Eastern Europe, than you would inside the United States. So I advise yeah. a lot of people to hold on to your hotel points until you're in a region where you can get the best value. So yeah. some of these videos are from when I was in Brazil, I spent six months in Brazil this year. And it's a great region of the world points because the cost of living is low, which means the point redemptions are lower. So your hotel points go farther.
yeah 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 it's like a it's like a quasi uh a dollar value just for the southeast asia folks that followed me like in bangkok i think it was like basically around 10k points a night um something like that for a nice hotel hilton and uh you know so one one barclays card <clears throat> or one um amex hilton card that i just signed up for seventy thousand uh bonus miles or fucking what it what even is it um 130k <laughs> that's a big one yeah so, so that's actually that, 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 that's a 190 after you meet the total spends so yeah, 190 that's yeah there's there can be a, a minimum bonus one and then a secondary bonus guys um sometimes um if you do more spend um so basically for just for that um for clicking buttons i got um uh yeah basically two weeks uh, of free hotels and i'm going to use those in, in chunks you know whenever i need to do uh, a weekend in bangkok or um fucking, uh, i'm in a pinch and i need a room <laughs> fucking free so riley here's another uh aspect that you may not know yet so certain hotel programs have additional benefits for redeeming hotel points so hilton if you redeem five consecutive nights you get the fifth night free so that 190,000 Hilton bonus, if it's 10,000 per night, it's actually much more than 19 free hotel nights. It's what's 19 divided by five. That's, uh, it's so actually two, 23 three, to 24 three hotel yeah. nights, because if you redeem in five night chunks, you get the fifth night free. Mm. Uh, and there's a few different benefits like that with different hotel brands. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. So yeah. Boom. 20% more right there. And so that's three, let's three weeks of staying free. You know, um, if, if I, you know, the, the retail value on that is, you know, the, these room like this is usually like 60 bucks a night, or if this is fucking, I don't know, this is probably the fucking, let's just say 60 bucks a night, you know, times. Uh, and not only that, there's also credit card benefits for free breakfast. So we're talking free buffet breakfast, which is very nice in Bangkok and Thailand, Asia, Pretty much everywhere outside the US, the hotels are nicer, unless you're staying very upscale in, say, uh, a Ritz Carlton in the United States. Uh, so there are certain benefits, such as free upgrades, free breakfast. Um, I mean, even this right here, this is um, this was a hotel in Turkey where I stayed this year. I had a bottle of champagne waiting for me in the room. I had free snacks, free breakfast. Uh, and then certain hotels also offer free executive lounge access in the evening, which means you get free drinks and free food also in the evening. <laughs> so free breakfast and then free dinner, basically, and then drinks. So yeah. nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you can yeah, really so here, here you can see the, this, this video is showing the, the rooms, free amenities. And the reason I received these free amenities is because the credit card benefit gave me status. So most yeah. people believe that you only get hostel, hotel status by spending a lot of money with the hotel, but you don't need to. You can apply for a single credit card and bypass all of that and go straight to the elite status for free breakfasts, free drinks, free everything. <laughs> right, because that card holds the, the elite status. Um, yes, in it, simply, or, by having, or... simply by having the card simply by having the card yeah you yeah exactly and not to mention all the airport free airport lounges and, and, and i never stepped i never stepped foot inside an airport without getting free food and drinks 
yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. This guy never never pays for a fucking bottle of water or a fucking Starbucks. In the <laughs> no, 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 no. That's definitely for sure. Uh, yeah, and I'm fucking some lounges are super nice. I was freaking massages in them and stuff. So um, luxury travel, you know, um, is is part of the dream um part of the imagery of of living uh of making it in life of um of 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 the dream life of 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 the dream of so many uh guys and girls you know when i ask people hey what's your dream oh i want to travel the world and make a lot of money and one of the just symbols of that is is flying business class. And so that's the coolest thing that I have now unlocked in my life. Um, it just, it just makes you feel like it makes you feel rich. Uh, it makes you feel like a boss, um, uh, just to always be going business class. And, and that's my favorite thing, um, uh, about this, um, now now taking advantage of of what we can do as americans and and also the staying being in the nicest lounge in the airport um and being in the hotels and it's free and you just have that status and then you check in let's say you're taking a date it's like oh hello mr bennett are you are a fucking platinum member and then you get in there and it's the champagne is like treated so well and um it's you know that's that's the kind of big picture you know philosophy i'm seeing is just by doing these little hacks as you get to uh, experience this, this luxury travel stuff. Um, and you don't, it's, it's based, it's, it's right there. Another you could think of miles and points as another tool or as another currency. I mean, if you're exchanging miles and points for free travel that you would have spent your hard earned money on anyway, you are saving money that can upgrade your lifestyle in other areas, investing, eating at restaurants, you know, re investing in your business, all of that. So if you think about how did we, so we met in 2014, we were at a business conference in Chiang Mai. We've both been doing this for seven years now. We've been running our own businesses. We've been traveling the world. So what is a big component going from wannabe digital nomad to having accessible business that cash flows and allows you to, to support your life? Arbitrage. Why did we both go to Chiang Mai? We needed to save money. So miles and points, it doesn't matter whether you're just starting or whether you have plenty of money in the bank, you can still save money, which allows you to allocate that money towards other aspects that uplevel your life. So that's sometimes people get too caught up in the, the, the minor details of which card should I, be, should I be using at which restaurant? It doesn't matter. Just get the sign up bonuses. Redeem yeah. them for five thousand dollar business class. Live your life, upgrade your life. That's what this is all about. Yeah, exactly. It it comes from the sign up bonuses because once again, the banks want to get these. It's like the bait. Hey, they have a system that works for them. They're willing to partner. They're willing to you know take a whatever bit of a loss on the upfront because they know the average value average LTV as business owners know of the average American customer is going to be way profitable for them. 
even with giving away the free stuff. But if you're smart and you just you you game the system, then you get all this free stuff. If you pay off your bills in full, there yeah. are only benefits. That's the that's the golden rule of all of this. Yeah. Never carry balances, never miss payments. Yeah. Pay off your monthly statements in full. And this is only benefits. It, it yeah. is I, I I often tell people this is as close to a free lunch that exists in our modern world. And unfortunately, it's only for Americans, fortunately or unfortunately, fortunately for us, this system is for Americans. And you should be grabbing the low hanging fruit and up leveling your life. Uh, our focus is travel. A lot of these bonuses can actually be back. So the card that you were recently recently approved for, uh, it's a Citibank card, the points can be redeemed for straight up cash to your checking account. If you were short on cash, you could give yourself a, I believe it's $770 right now today <laughs> you can exchange those points for $770 if you have to so a lot of people might not be traveling as much as they normally would because of the covid situation but there's no reason you shouldn't be stacking these bonuses in the meantime for the moment that you do want to start that incredible honeymoon or that incredible vacation or just disappear for years and have all your flights and hotels covered yeah, that's what that's what miles and points can do for you. Yep. And uh, the, the chase. So uh, a little tidbit that I've you know learned is uh, from you is chase points, chase sapphire points are the most valuable. Um, and so um, and there, there's a, a whole shopping gateway where you can shop for Apple products at it and use points and um, shop on Amazon and use points. Obviously you say you, you're not going to get the best deal for those. The best redeemable value is, is always for flights. Uh, but if you don't travel that much and you have shitload of points, which it's going to happen for, for a lot of, a lot of your clients, it's like, okay, you, you can, you can do online shopping with it or redeem for cash. And, um, on Amazon, if you have your chase card added there, it shows you your points right there and you click a simple, uh, button. And it says use points. And so um, pretty cool for Amazon shopping. Yeah, so let me uh, make a little side note on this. If you're gonna redeem points for Amazon or for cashback, the reason it's not the best value is because you're generally getting one cent per point. So you can see here that the 80,000 point bonus, they say is equivalent to $800 in gift cards. That means that they value each one of those points at one cent. And for a lot of people, they might see $800. Sounds like a great deal but they don't realize that that same $80,000 bonus could be transferred to airlines to book a first class one way that would cost 10 to $15,000, depending on the route, of course. Yeah. So you could get $800 cash and that's what they want you to do because they know that that's the lower value spectrum, right? Mm -hmm. uh, they, they don't, and actually if you, if you click through the website, you'll see that they kind of hide the transfer button because mm -hmm. if they know that you will get more value if you transfer these points to airlines, so they kind of hide it on the website. And even with mm -hmm. the, the Chase Ultimate Rewards points, you can use those points as a rebate uh, against any hotel or any flight, basically as a cashback rebate. And they prominently display that on the website because they want you to, to get one cent per point because that's a very bad value. 
if you transfer those same points to headlines, you could be getting three to five to even, <laughs> you know, nine cents per point. So mm -hmm. obviously if you plan to travel, there should be points for the higher value when transferred to airlines. For sure. Um, so yeah, this example of a flight booking thing, we can go in here, redeem miles, Bangkok to Seattle. Let's go. Let's do a one way. Boom. This is just fun. This whole thing is like my video game. Uh, I, I love it. It's like, uh, it's like, ooh, it's like literally, it's like these coins. It's like, ooh, I can get these coins and these coins are worth, it's like a real life freaking video game. Yeah, for sure. I will admit I spend way too much of my free time just just researching random routes to see if I can find loopholes. Uh, just trying to oh, squeeze yeah, as much value right I can. Here we go. Now I'm on the right screen. There you go. Yeah, it's it's 70k guys. Uh, Bangkok from to Seattle business class. So um, I will be flying my mom out. Um, she just texted me right now. What's the date? Parker and my mom will both be flying out business class for free. Um, so that's. Um, you know, that's a, uh, a uh, really cool symbolic thing um, that's that's also part of the dream. I talked to many nomads, what's the dream? I want to be able to fly my parents out for free whenever I want and like business class. Normally, you'd have to drop 5K for actually for a round trip. It's always going to be a round trip for the parents. Normally, you're going to have to drop 10K a pop out of your fucking pocket. Now I, can do I, I don't that. I don't care who, who you are. Ten thousand is a lot of money. So yeah, if you can exactly. save ten thousand dollars. I don't care if you're multimillionaire, it's like 10k. Ooh, ee, maybe I won't fly them out, you know, once a year. Let's do this every three years. But now I can fly my parents out virtually anytime, especially now that I have ad spend going. It's virtually unlimited free free flights. Yep. My dad only flies business class. Do you see uh you see this picture right here? Looks Dad like and I in, in Red Square in Moscow. Yeah. So that, actually, this, this was before I met you in Thailand. I My dad and I took the Trans-Siberian Railroad from Moscow to Beijing via Mongolia. And then I spent a month traveling from Beijing to Hong Kong and then Hong Kong to Chiang Mai. So I, all of that happened thanks to Miles and Points before you know, I even had this as running as a business. Fuck yeah. So you're right. If you have a significant other, if you have a girlfriend, a wife, yeah. treat them, treat your loved yeah. ones. You yeah. can. This is a system that will allow you to not, that doesn't just benefit yourself. You can yeah. fly friend, friends and family all over the world. That's a yeah. huge benefit. Yeah, for sure. It's a huge thing that, I, that I'm excited about that's been, been unlocked in my life because, uh, again, it's, it's a sim that symbolizes your status. And uh, it's like, you know, just, just my mom. I'm just excited about my mom just to tell her, you know, little friends. Yeah, they flew me out business class for free. And it's just like really cool for my mom too, like to be able to brag about. And it's like, oh, your son, oh, he must be successful. He must be a rich multimillionaire man. It's like fucking, yeah. Every, every trip, every trip my dad, my dad and I do, he talks to his friends for months afterwards. It's like, ah, oh, we, we, exactly. we drove 
we I flew business class. I drank champagne, and then we rented a car and we we drove the death road recently in uh <laughs> in Georgia. Oh yeah, yeah. It's just again, don't get bogged down with the details. Think of the experiences. This is a tool yeah. to have incredible experiences with people you love. That is real, yeah. and that that is, I think, very valuable. Obviously, I'm biased. Yeah. No. Obviously, there's it. There's our our other buddy Trevor, who we also met at the uh, conference 2014, and um, yeah, I, I love talking about this. Um, one of the most exciting uh, things, uh, obviously, uh, is is the experience because that's that's the whole point of you know being a being a digital nomad is um, being able to experience this this beautiful freaking planet that that we live on, and you only live once, and it's life is way too short. Uh, to to not experience it in this day and age when we have teleportation machines uh, that we can be virtually anywhere in the planet within a, a day or two days. Um, so uh, come on, come on, folks. Um, we, we can travel the world, take advantage of it. And oh, yeah, guess what? You, you actually don't even have to pay for it now with with uh, with good old US of A. It's real. It's definitely real. It, it does blow my mind, actually. I've been doing this a long time. And yeah. to to fall asleep on one continent and wake up on another, the smells, the sounds, the it's just every day is a learning process. And I think the reason we're still doing this is we still enjoy it because yeah. it is a very strange yet fascinating, fulfilling life to drop into the middle of a foreign exotic location and just figure it out. It's it is exciting, and uh, again, miles and points of the tool that can make it happen. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, yeah, guys, freaking follow Trevor and, and and share this on your story so he can get a a few you know more followers. I it, it blows my mind how he does not have more. I, I tell I brag about knowing this guy, um, you know, a fair amount. Um, you know, one of my friends, Trevor, he, he constantly travels the world. Like how many friends do you guys know? Like they're constantly, like every time I check his stories, like he's in a new freaking country. And so there's, there's people that do this. And so if you talk about travel bug, this guy is fucking, he's got the addiction for, <laughs> he's fucking the biggest, you know, and that's what they say is travel bug. It, it's an addiction. It's a lifestyle and just it's just like any other uh thing or you know vice or excitement in life it gives you that rush and um just like he said the sounds the smells just like landing in africa is just like so exciting and it makes you so aware and being in these foreign environments and your mind is blown there's like i'm in freaking africa right now i'm in freaking brazil like i'm in freaking antigua it's just like is this real like we can really teleport around the world like we're, we're freaking cyborg aliens you know <laughs> and, and like only a couple hundred years ago only a hundred years ago you had to take a boat and to get to another continent you're talking about weeks and now it's just like we live in this whole other fucking star wars age and elon musk is going to the moon you know any year <laughs> and, or sorry going to there's gonna be people walking on mars any year and um we could, we could go on and on about this. Like we're going to be able to redeem points for space tourism flights, which are now coming online and they're, they're actually a thing. 
Um, and so we're probably going to go to space. Uh, well, we're definitely going to go to space in our lifetimes. Um, probably going to go to the moon, um, at least in orbit around the moon, uh, if not actually walk on the moon. Uh, Disclaimer, the there's, there's, there's no miles for the moon yet. I'll be on <laughs> as soon as it's available. I'll be on it. Yeah. But th this is a, like, this is the bit, the mind blowing stuff. Like when we're our parents age, um, there will be tourism flights, at least to orbit around the moon, uh, if not walk on the moon uh, and come back, you know, talking 20, 30 years from now, but 20, 30 I years would, ago, we, I would say knowing what I know about uh, loyalty programs, frequent flyer mile programs, whenever they do make space tourism accessible to the masses, there will be mileage programs without a doubt. Yeah. It is for almost all the airlines. I'll, I'll speak for the American airlines, the US based airlines. The frequent flyer programs are the most profitable sector of their business model. So I see no reason why they wouldn't take that business model and apply it to space tourism. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's very strange to think about, but it will happen. Oh yeah. It's uh, yeah. I like to blow people's minds. Like, <laughs> Hashtag Mars, you know, 2045, that's 25 years ago. We, we Humans were, are going to be on Mars, like in the next, you know, in this decade. Um, it's absolutely mind blowing and, and more. And space tourism was already coming on. They just did the Jeff Bezos went to space and that was a huge, it's, that's one of the things we're going to remember, like when we're really old. Oh, I remember when the CEO of Amazon, you know, went to space and this is the very beginning of space tourism. And, uh, uh, for some of us, you know, I, I literally wanted to be an astronaut in third grade. I remember it. Really? And so, so I wanted to be an astronaut. And then I also wanted to be um, uh, an archaeologist because of Indiana Jones. And so when I look in hindsight, I'm like, oh, no wonder I'm a fucking, I'm an explorer type. And I'm, a, I'm an explorer type DNA. And I'm, I'm sure you had similar um, things when you're a kid no. being adventurous. Indiana Jones is classic. So we've been talking a lot about the benefits. Uh, there is one danger to all of this, just like we discussed that once you go business class, it's very difficult to go back to economy. I would say, as I was thinking about preparing <laughs> for this conversation, I'm like, okay, what are some of the noteworthy, memorable travel experiences I've had? And the danger with being able to go anywhere at any time for basically free is you start to feel that that's normal. I've had national geographic type experiences, scuba diving in the Galapagos, uh, multiple safaris, game drives all over Africa. And it's just my life. It's just normal. <laughs> so it, you really have to, maintain a, a level head to realize this is this is a moment i need to step back and appreciate because even you i watch your stories all the time and you're on this incredible beach you're doing this you're at a party you're hanging out with these people you're flying to a new country you're in a jungle that's just your life and it becomes normal mm -hmm. so i think it is important to for us as a reminder and also for anyone who wants to dig into the system, which will allow them to lit quite literally teletransport <laughs> from the US to China for $5 mm -hmm. 
uh, it's important that you realize how special this is. This is a moment in time. And I will say that this will not be around forever. It won't. I mean, COVID is a good example of, of not taking things for granted. Uh, and I will say also, disclaimer, I don't plan to be doing this as a business model forever either. So if you're looking for assistance, uh, I will not be doing this forever because it's not a scalable business model. I work one-on-one -on -one with clients. It's very time consuming. And then I'm watching your stories when you do a scalable, you're going to keep getting bigger and bigger. And I think you should be moving into that. So, uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is this is a moment in time, take advantage, whether you dig into it yourself or you want assistance through my service. Uh, we live in an interesting, lucrative time where you can see the world for free. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it, this could be called, you know, still the golden age of, of the points. Um, you know, the, the points offers may get less and less, um, uh, lucrative. It, I think that that's kind of what, what you're saying. Um, <clears throat> you know, hopefully, obviously, uh, we'll, we'll continue to be able to travel the world forever, but it is a blessing. It is the, the most, the most lucky thing, like throughout most of history, not only did it take weeks, months to, to cross countries or get fucking anywhere, <laughs> you know, um, but, um, you know, we're, we're blessed to even be, be, be free, free citizens and a lot of empires and people who simply did not have freedom. And so, um, that's, that's a whole, whole, whole nother wormhole, but, um, and then an, another big, uh, potential, um, you know, um, thing to, to watch out for, um, or, or danger is, um, if you're not responsible with, with spending, um, then don't rack up your credit cards. You know, so if you're not a responsible spender, or you never have been, it's not for you. Um, you know, because if you're the type of person that you're like, well, I, I do have so much credit limit. Maybe I'll just go buy this, this, this that I wouldn't normally. So yes. be, be aware of that. Like, you got to be responsible, obviously, to not go rack it up. Golden rule. You always pay off your bills in full. And you never spend more than you normally spend. You simply allocate your normal spending towards earnings, towards earning sign-up bonuses. That's it. So you're right. Uh, yeah. If you feel that you uh, can't control your spending, this is not for you. So you need to uh, get control of that situation. Yeah. So like, you know, I know some people. It's like um, they are Im impulsive, you know? Um, so, you know, yeah, some people are impulsive buyers. Uh, oh, it, it's okay. And especially if they get a new credit card, they'll, they'll, they see that, you know, uh, you know, $10,000 uh, available credit and they'll just be like, Hmm, they're impulsive and just, yeah, they're just not, not uh, disciplined better. It's better. It's okay. I'll pay it off. I can, you know, I'll, I'll eat the fee. I'll go buy this, that, and, and the whatever. Um, and, and that uh, and that that's uh, that's that's the other side of the coin. That's why the banks are handing out these credit cards, because they know statistically the great great majority of people will fall into those traps. So I cannot emphasize yeah. the the golden rule enough. You must pay off your monthly bills in full, 
in order to have only benefits and not fall into these traps that the banks are setting for you. If you, if you can pay off your bills in full, <clears throat> you can travel the world for almost free. It's that simple. Yeah. Um, all right. Finally, first comment, uh, leave your comments, um, for bros watching, um, intuitive travel. Hardest part about this lifestyle is knowing what to do with all your extra free time. That's a whole nother philosophical discussion, uh, that, uh, that I talk about. And, um, it's a, a good problem to have. And, um, it's, it's, uh, everyone has their own, uh, life journey. And, um, the first goal is, is to try to get there. Uh, which is kind of what my whole freaking brand, you know, living that life is all about is get to that first step in life where your income is taken care of from online businesses. And um, so you can actually focus on what you en enjoy doing, um, which for some people, they don't know that yet. Um, so that's that's the whole four hour work week philosophy that I'm um, I'm a prophet of, um, you know. Use the internet and online businesses and all these tools and apps and Shopify and Amazon and uh, YouTube and all these things to, to create passive income streams so we can focus our time, most of the of our days and weeks to focus on whatever we want to do. Um, and so uh, this happened with my younger brother. So he got into Amazon selling and uh, for the past five years hasn't needed a job and makes um, great money. And he's come out to visit uh, a couple times, three times, and having a conversation with my younger brother, he's like, yeah, it's like, now I just, now I just need to figure out what I want to do with my life. <laughs> it's like, that's the whole thing about jobs. <laughs> the, the normal plan is to have a job nine to five, Monday through Friday, so we don't even have this free space to to even contemplate, it's just like, what do you do with it? Well, I work and, and I, you know, your life revolves around your, your work <laughs> Monday through Friday, January through December, fucking 23 to fucking 63. And then you're fucking tired or fucking probably 70. But anyways, um, philosophical discussion because of uh, this little tangent, well, then you realize you have to think life is very monotonous why is life very monotonous that's you that's your <laughs> that's your that's because i this is a very this is an important comment i uh, i have a friend he he's my age 38 he's retired because he's ex-military so he's having monthly income he he's in the situation where he doesn't have to worry about money and he's traveling the world and he comes to me to advice he comes to me for advice and i i told him recently that you must find a hobby because yeah. if you're traveling the world and doing nothing in exotic locations, you're still doing nothing. And that will make what should be this dream lifestyle, uh, not necessarily a positive lifestyle. You must have a hobby. And that's why I really, uh, I think your, what you do with, with the videos you put out is, is actually very inspiring because a major, major component and one that I'm not doing with right now is the health aspect if you you have to have balance so you have your online business you make money that's important you need money to fund the lifestyle uh but you also need hobbies to keep your mind busy and active and not exclusively on your work but a major component to stay 
<laughs> emotionally well-balanced, uh, mentally well-balanced is working out. Like you must stay healthy in all of this or it's all for nothing. And you're doing a great job of that. I, I see yeah. your videos and you make me feel like a lazy pile because I'm not, yeah. <laughs> I'm not a, my, and my excuse has been, I move around too much, but that's a, that's yeah. a weak excuse. You can always yeah. find time for the gym. And I, it's, um, it's very important. I cannot emphasize that enough. hundred percent life's a balance. And I say that way too much. Um, <laughs> actually one of my exes, that was her, that was her meme is she hates every time I say life's a balance because it's like my, it's one of my mantras that I say, I say, yeah, life's a balance because like relationship is a balance, you know, and this, this little thing that I pulled up. Um, so, you know, balancing your, your love life, your social life, business, fitness, uh, love life spirituality and then i also say adventure um, i've actually made a graph like this i don't have time to, to pull it up myself but i think about this so fucking often and this is also part of the four hour work week um you know philosophy is life is a balance and being a lifestyle entrepreneur is about achieving lifestyle balance for our work week it's it's like okay you have business take care of that so you can focus on balancing your life, learning interesting skills, your your love life, and your health. You know, Tim Ferriss is also a, a fucking health guy. And um, with the working out, just some quick tips for, you know, and if you guys are, are watching this far, then you're fucking OGs. Smash <laughs> that fucking like button and share this on your Instagram story. Tag us both. Um, and. Uh, much of life is, this is also a Tim Ferriss thing. <laughs> You're the average of the five people you hang out around most. And so I've been blessed to um, um, hang out around. So my best friend, Danny, I grew up with is a fucking freak athlete, you know, football coach guy. And um, he's my best friend and works out fucking religiously every fucking day. And so you know, I was of the people you hang out around most. And so um, that's just a tip. Another quick tip is you can Google on my channel, um, um, uh, living that life, uh, uh, hotel workout. And um, it's called the 300 uh, workout. And um, I was actually having this conversation <laughs> with someone um, just yesterday um, we're talking about working out and, and traveling and yeah, here it is the freaking thumbnail and it's called the 300 workout. Basically when you're traveling and you, you don't have time, uh, to go to the gym, you just do 300 reps of, of body weight stuff. Um, the, the most common thing I do is, um, 25, 25, 25, 25 pushups, air squats, sit-ups, Russian twists. That's a hundred. Repeat that three times. If you're new, just do it one time it's just 100 body weight reps and after about 100 or 150 so halfway through you're gonna start sweating uh and uh, i usually turn my air con off because like in the hotel it's way too cold and I, I hate like air con when i work out and it makes you sweat more and feel better uh about yourself and feel better um and so this this quick tip that i i, sh I share with people all the time i have uh, videos and it's been a, a little travel hack for frequent 
um, travelers and um, you can do this quick, quickly first thing in the morning. Um, for a lot of people, they um, we become addicted to working out and that's where you want to get to. Same exact thing, how people get addicted to coffee, it becomes they need it just to feel um, back to normal or fully awake. And actually it's recent YouTube video I just watched. Um, it actually has a, a, a 10 minutes on the treadmill has the same biochemical effect as uh, a cup of coffee in terms of the uh, alertness, uh, orexin uh, uh, hormones that are going on. And so you can do this first thing in the morning. Um, anyway, I'm uh, now ranting about. Uh, so uh, another <laughs> aspect I would add to all of this is that, of course, we're talking benefits of this travel lifestyle of all of this. It's not always easy being dropped into an entirely new culture. Even after doing this half my life, there are times where the culture shock, uh, even to a certain extent, the loneliness, it can be a battle. So mm -hmm. the, the another reason why exercise is so important is that rush of good energy it gives you. You get you get a workout in and your life is more positive. Your outlook is more mm. positive and it helps you navigate the culture, the inevitable culture shock that you will have as you're navigating the world. Uh, like I said, dropping into unfamiliar places, not having a, a set social circle, maybe not having a significant, a significant other. If you can approach all of that from a place of health, which that post workout glow, it makes the whole experience more positive. And again, that, that's why I think what you do is incredible because you have the discipline and you've been doing it. And I lately have not. And I do, from being a former athlete, I know how much better life is when you're fit and working out regularly, especially mm -hmm. when you're, when you're, when you're combating these types of culture shock that you will, you will feel as you're traveling. Yeah. So yeah, it's not purely aesthetic. It's, it's necessary for your mental well-being. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. People who say like, uh, people in the US, they're, 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 doctors are prescribing fucking benzodiazepines and antidepressants. And they're not saying, no wonder you're not fucking exercising ever. Your body needs to exercise. One fucking workout is a fucking antidepressant way better natural cure and so and you can start slow it, it can be as simple as walking around the block fresh air just getting the blood going and not only that i mean it, it's uh <laughs> it's, you can go a new neighborhood exercise in and who knows during that walk you might run into that pretty girl you might find a new coffee shop where you want to bring your laptop there's only benefits to staying healthy on the road so 100% and um, little um, tidbit quick tip is um, what I found is um, right when I arrive at a place um, I um, put on my workout gear on, on in the hotel and go to the hotel gym and this this habit I, I built from Danny, my best friend, and that's what he always does. It's actually uh, really helps with jet lag too, if you're crossing time zones. Um, mm -hmm. I've always found like whenever I arrive at a hotel and I don't work out, I'm just like sluggish for the rest of the day. But if I stick to this Danny method, we'll call it, 
right when you get to a place, you crush a workout and then you're just like, boom, now you're not feeling sluggish for the rest of the day and, and get, get that workout in as soon as possible. Get that sweat in and, and start small. Another Tim Ferriss tip, micro commitments, just go down to the hotel gym and do the treadmill or elliptical, um, for two minutes. Because you'll, you'll I'm, ta- just I'm, minutes, right? I'm, I'm taking notes. This is all good yeah. advice. Yeah. Yeah. You'll, he, he says micro commitments and it totally makes sense or, or just go run for a hundred meters. And so, uh, that's what we tell ourselves to say, to, to get over the hump of, you know, overthinking it. And then once we do 200, we're gonna be like, of course, this feels great. And then you're going to, of course, end up, you know, doing it for, for longer. So, um, I'm, sometimes I, I need to convince myself if fuck, I really don't want to do, okay, fuck, well, I'll, I'll just do fucking five minutes. Uh, and then it always ends up being, you know, 15, 20, whatever. And, and um, everyone who has experience working out knows that if you can just get over that hesitation and actually go do it, you always feel better. You always feel better. You all, you never regret getting a workout in. So, mm. and like you said, then it becomes addictive to have the consistency and discipline because that spills over in, into every aspect of your life. So, yeah, yeah, totally. That's it. That's it. And so, uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> no one's perfect. Um, you know, sometimes I don't want to work out and, you know, it's everyone's human and, um, you know, uh, back to intuitive travel. Yeah. Tim Ferriss openly struggles with moderate, severe depression. Um, yeah. Again, everyone is human. And how I see that is, yeah, life is, life has ups and downs, <laughs> you know, life has highs and highs and lows. Life is yin and yang, you know, we get into <laughs> Alan Watts. There's no high. It literally could not exist without the low. Uh, and so <laughs> life is highs and lows. Everyone's going to be, everyone's going to be blue, uh, you know, have the blues sometimes. Um, I'm, I'm not familiar with if, if he has a, a serious cause of depression, but like, what, what the fuck is depression? Okay. What do we want? What do we like? It's disease. Okay. It, it, it's called, <laughs> you know, okay. I, you know, I'm not the most educated on people. Some people might have serious issues going on, but yeah, life's going to be fucking sad and depressing and you're, and you're going to be down and, and you know, you're going to have ups, up, ups and downs. Workouts, I'm sure Tim Ferriss would say, will instantly get you back. A lot of times it's because you're not working out and, and basically your life is not balanced. And, and that, that daily workout routine, as Trevor said, spills into to everything. Yeah, bar- barring actual, you know, legit medical depression, uh, I would say observing a lot of people, even myself, uh, when you fall into those sad moments, it's usually you realizing that you're not doing what you need to do, whatever that is. Yeah. Not working on it's not, not advancing in life. So as soon as you just get over that hesitation and act and do something, I've found personally and with my friends that whatever level of depression you might feel, it tends to go away. Yep, hundred percent. Um, just reading these questions here. Talk about these um, hard questions. Um, yes, they're true. Life has ups and downs, and 
yes, I, I've talked about this, you know, a few times on Instagram story, you know, yes, YouTube and Instagram, it's all the highlights of life. You know, that's what we naturally share. Um, you know, of, of course, you know, um, my life is not, no one's life is, is perfect. It, it, it literally cannot be life is always ebbs and flows, but you can be on a higher tier. Like my regular job life is down here, you know, living on, you know, cloud, normal cloud five, you know, fluctuating between cloud six and cloud five and cloud four up here. My life fluctuates between fucking cloud nine, cloud eight, cloud 10 and 11. And it, you know, sometimes down to, you know, cloud seven or whatever, but it's just like living my fucking dream, but it doesn't mean it's fucking rainbows and, and cherries all 24 seven. It, it rains in Southeast Asia, but I don't take pictures of it because it doesn't <laughs> look beautiful. I take pictures when it's sunny out. <laughs> uh. Good stuff. So uh, it's 1.50 p.m. I already asked for late checkout. I got to check out in 10 minutes. They're probably going to ring the doorbell any minute. Um, if you're at a Hilton hotel, you would have 4 p.m. late checkout, thanks to your status. Nice, nice, nice. nice. I got to start doing two-hour podcasts more because the people start to come in and ask comments after a while. Um, I'm honed. Nice to see you around here. Haven't seen you around here. Um, thanks for following and listening. Subscribe on Spotify. If you guys use Spotify and Apple Podcasts, you guys can um, follow there. Um, this will this will be there. Um, and all my interviews are. Humans have so much potential, even living this time period when you have so much potential versus being born in the 50s or something. Yeah, exactly. It's all about perspective. Don't even get me started about perspective, relativity. Uh, Einstein said the universe is relative. Literally everything is relative. Um, uh, you know. Or, just, or just actually. Yesterday, it's like I was talking to two, to two Bitcoin millionaire friends, and they're making me seem like a poor fucking peasant. But compared to most of the world, I'm top 1%. Compared to those guys, I'm fucking 1% of what they, of the wealth that they have. So it's all what you compare it to. This is an interesting question. Uh, another issue of this lifestyle is the girls. How do you manage oh, that? Huh. Riley, how do you manage that? <laughs> Uh, take as many good ones as I can, uh, and be, be selective. Uh, no. Um, he says so many hot girls. Um, yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, a part of life balance, your love life slash your sex life is, is a big part of that. Uh, and, and here we go. Um, so, um, yeah, for a lot of guys, let's be perfectly, completely honest. One of the dreams growing up is traveling the world, trying different drugs and girls. That's the opening to the, the Wiz Khalifa song, um, <laughs> the, the thrill. And so tra tra trying dating different women from all different countries, let's be honest, so many of us guys have this dream, at least at one point of, in our life. Uh, and it can be real. And um, it has its ups and downs. Um, you know, as a nomad lifestyle, long-term relationships are just not compatible, but, um, you can't have everything in life. You do have to kind of pick and choose what you can, you know, you can't, 
you know, have a settled down life and raise a family and then also be a consistent international um, type world traveler. And so I guess we got to, uh, that comes down to what are, what are your values uh, and what, what's most important to you. And, um, you know, my philosophy is um, at least, you know, us young guys, I don't care, it's 20s, 30s, 40s, that's, it's all fucking young, uh, you know, relatively, especially with how, how old we're going to uh, live uh, in, in the future. Um, um, do, do you, I just want everyone to do, do your dream, pursue your dream. You only live once you gotta follow your dream, uh, before you follow your grandparents' dreams or your parents' dreams, because that's what they did. They did the career route or the, the fam start the family in 30 route or, or the, have this many kids or this type of career. Do you, that's, that's all I gotta say. Yeah, I would, I would add, I'm in the thick of this. I would say it's, it's an, it's an evolving topic as you get older because your priorities change. Uh, like I said, I've been doing this my, half my life. So I've been, I've experienced the spectrum, especially moving around. Dating internationally is an incredible way to fast track your, <laughs> your learning of a new culture, of a new place, yeah. uh, and, and really just to grow as a person because you are in a way forced to put yourself in uncomfortable, uncomfortable situations, share yourself with someone else, and maybe even in, in a different language. <laughs> I would say that the majority of women I've dated, I've dated in Spanish and Portuguese. So through Brazilians or other Spanish-speaking women, I've learned a lot about Latin America. Yeah. Uh, and I would say when I was younger, I was never considering uh, any type of relationship, let alone a long-term relationship. Now that I'm 38, that is becoming more appealing. So like you said, there's no right or wrong answer. I would say it's important to try to be as honest as you can, that uh, if you are dating someone maybe semi-seriously, maybe don't leave, don't lead someone on thinking that you're going to be around forever if that's not your plan. Um, but yeah. leave open the possibility that this could be someone who you build a life with, or even that that comes along with you. So it's, it really does evolve. And I'm, I'm in the thick of this right now. <laughs> uh, yeah. With some recent experiences. And yeah, my my most recent experiences dating internationally, are completely different than my experiences when I was 20 or 23 or 24. Everything, it's an evolving process. That's, that's, <laughs> I think all I yeah. can say at this point. For sure. And, and how old are you? I'm 38. 38. Cool. Yeah. Still fucking young. Again, it's all, uh, how many girls Um, so what I was trying to get at is if your dream is to go travel the world and fuck as many bitches <clears> as possible, then do that. If your dream that you've always had is to, you know, go to Japan and, and settle down with, with a Japanese woman in, in a rice field, as one of my, as someone I know said recently uh, that I was lying at, then do that. If your goal is to, you know, do whatever you want. And that's the whole point. If you want to date, go on dates every night. Yeah, you can do, do that. Um, you know, and, you know, a piece of that, is what I've talked about, you know, before is, is, um, uh, it's kind of commonly known that, um, 
a certain portion of, of foreign women will want foreign men and foreign men will want foreign women. So when you're a foreigner living in another country, you, you become more, more desirable. Um, so you can, a, a lot of guys will agree in other countries, you can get more girls. And so if that's your goal, that's what you're trying to do, then you can totally do that. It's totally up to you. That's the whole point of, of, of life is to, uh, it's be, be free and, and do you, um, you can follow my, um, so I have a discord group for these. Uh, it's, uh, it's a discord nomads, uh, brotherhood. Uh, let me move it over to this where we talk about these type of things. Um, nomad millionaires is my new tentative name for it as in like for our work week millionaires. Um, anyways, we talk about, um, all these type of things. So if you're interested, hit me up on IG for the, uh, the invite link. Um, blah, 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 blah. but, um, where we can, where we talk about these type of things. Um, but let's, let's, let's be honest, the international dating, it is an exciting part of international travel without a doubt. Uh, women are beautiful. You, you can learn a lot. You can, uh, have, you can go through a multitude of experiences very quickly just by putting yourself out there and going on dates and having conversations. Yeah. Uh, there's no right or wrong way. As long as you're treating any significant other respectfully and nicely and, and you're both having a good time, that's, that's what counts. And then just let it, let any type of connection evolve and let see where it goes. Yeah. I found absolutely. that to be the, uh, the best approach when you don't know how long you'll stay or where you'll be next. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's pretty important just to let things evolve. Yeah, totally. Um, exactly. Treat women with respect, go on as many dates as you like. The world is your oyster bros. Um, <laughs> so yeah, you know, um, how many girls you date a month? Um, it, it might as well, it, it's it's not as many as i like okay it's not like <laughs> it's not like i can go like and fucking going okay it, 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 like anything it takes time um but i mean everyone's different <laughs> you know uh, you know i'm a fucking seven or eight if you're a fucking you know nine or, or ten then you're gonna get that much more attraction of women um and it depends how how good you are with women so to, to quote a thing from uh and from Jabril, he said in the past, yo, if you a six back at home, you're going to be a seven out in Asia. If you are, if you are, but if you suck at girls back at home, you don't suck at girls out here. You know? So, uh, so he says like, you might bump, bump up one by being a foreigner at one point uh in the in the uh, the spectrum by, by being an, in a foreigner in a, in a foreign country. Cause like I said, a portion of, of, of local women will be uh, desirable for uh, the foreign men. But none, none of that is static. If you believe you're not good at speaking with women, that can change if you put yourself out there. So, and often you might have be forced to put yourself out there in another language, which is another learning experience. It's a very interesting topic. I have a, a lot of ideas on all of that, but maybe this isn't isn't the time <laughs> yeah yeah for sure um it's 201 so we should probably wipe wind down 
Um, I just showed you guys the Discord group. So if you're watching this far, then um, yeah, well, would love to have you guys hit me up on Instagram. Um, my handle's on the screen. Um, <clears throat> I'm really fucking loving it, Trevor. I'd actually, uh, do, you, do you use Discord at all? No, I should, I guess. Uh, yeah. Between uh, Instagram really and cool. Twitter and work, I'm, uh, I feel like I have enough pop-ups on my screen all the time. Um, yeah, yeah. It's uh, I, I check it, um, you know, once a day. Um, it's really, it's really dope. Uh, it's, it's the new Facebook groups. So, um, but they have, uh, fucking these channels. It's like, do you, I, I, do you use Slack at all? Familiar with Slack? I'm familiar, but I don't use it. So it has these different topic channels. <clears throat> so, um, crypto coding, Chiang Mai, Bangkok and all things nomad life. And, um, I'm trying to get all my, my nomad friends in there initially. So it's like, it, it's a place to keep in touch with all my nomad friends. Like have all these DMS going on across all these apps. It's like, let's just all the FAQs. I just want to share it with everyone because everyone has the same questions. And so just, if you want to ask me a question, ask it here, everyone can get the value on. Uh, it's just way more organized um, than, than Facebook groups. So if you're interested, we'd love to uh, have you in here um, just to I share. Check it out. Yeah, so I would uh, say at, at the moment, Twitter is by far my favorite platform. Uh, it's where I learn the most, to be honest. I think some of the mm -hmm. smartest people on the planet are sharing knowledge on Twitter. And I was mm -hmm. late to the game. I, I only started really being active on Twitter two years ago. And I feel like I've learned more in these past two years on Twitter than, than anywhere else in my entire life. So if Discord is anything close to Twitter, then I should check it out. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not on Twitter for whatever reason. Um, I don't know. YouTube is is my my playground, YouTube and, and Instagram. Um, how much do I have in the stock market? Uh, I have not a lot in weed stocks, um, more in, uh, in crypto. Um, and that comes from just who I get my advice from is um, Danny's a, a, weed, a weed guy. So... Um, he tells me what to do. I just outsource that to people. I'm not a stock market person. I'm not a crypto market person, but uh, I do what my my smart friends um, do. Uh, but da, da, da. any other last wait questions? So, is there really a wave of new digital nomads since the new flu? Yes, there's always a wave of digital nomads. Like, what's stopping you? Like, Thailand is open. Um, like, people are like, oh, I can't travel because of COVID. It's like. What the fuck am I doing? You, you could travel. I visited six countries in 2020. Just you, it's as simple as Googling what's open. It takes five seconds. <laughs> um, what are what does Asian countries need? They're looking for a COVID passport. You need a yes, you need a vax card to to enter um, to enter Thailand, and that's probably going to be most countries, right? To travel as a, as a, as a tourists. Um, Neuralink, that's a whole nother uh, cyborg body uploading to the matrix. Um, Hex is something to look into and stake. This is not a Bitcoin podcast, but of course it had to start. Um, how do you deal with heartbreak of missing siblings? So this is another one. So I'm going to do this this last pit about, <clears throat> about loneliness. Everyone has their own life situation uh, with their relationships. Some people are more on the spectrum of uh, 
um, you know, um, get homesick. You know, some people, you know, they have to call their parents uh, every day. I know some people that talk to their mom or their dad every day. Um, for me, I'm, I'm, like I mentioned before, I'm an explorer gene. Like, I, I don't need to, my mom calls me, like, I, I'm just not that type. <laughs> can't can't get homesick if you don't have a home <laughs> yeah I, i'm the world is my home and uh you know i i fly my mom out and uh my mom's visited twice and uh you know we we text and and, and a cool thing about this is what my parents love is my instagram stories because every time i go back they're like it, it's i love that you're here so excited when when i come back of course as any parent would, but I feel like I'm always with you every day. Cause in the morning they see my stories and they know what I'm doing every day. And that's the magic of, of Instagram stories. So a big part of just keeping it up is that keeps me motivated to keep it up is, is literally for my parents, my grandma, my mom's mom is one of my biggest, most religious uh, commenters. She replies to my stories every day and also all my cousins and, and friends. So I, we keep virtually, um, in each other's pockets in that way. <clears throat> missing your siblings I'm, that's just not my personality everyone has their own thing so if if it's figure out your own life balance whether you need to visit them once a year or or i don't know and then my spiel on loneliness is there's three tiers to loneliness there's close medium and broad the close is like the one-on-one -on -one. you're in a relationship someone you sleep with get up with you're with every day um to you know um uh, you know be with that person um, on a day to day, uh, then there's like your closest group of friends. So your closest two to five group of friends. Um, some people have that, those really strong relationships. Um, and some don't so much for me, I'm very blessed to have two basically brothers of a friends that I talk with every day and actually fucking live with. Um, and then a group of like five more really, really tight friends that we have like group chats with. And then there's the community loneliness, feeling a part of a community. So for me, it's kind of like the Chiang Mai, you know, Bangkok, Bali, nomad community. I feel a part of this. I feel a part of like a team, like a purpose. And so there's people have levels of loneliness on that level. And so for me on the one-on-one, -on -one, yeah, I have a low score there because I'm not like in a, a, a relationship. Uh, or whatever, I don't have a spouse, you know, wife, girlfriend, or whatever. But I'm really strong on levels two and three. So loneliness is 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 uh, complicated. Uh, yes, everyone needs all three, and you know, I might have short-term relationships as a, as in a digital nomad uh, life. Like I've had, you know, multiple month-long uh, relationships, but um, in which satisfies that one-on-one, -on -one. and you know, you know, sometimes you know, like. Uh, even a fucking a one night stand or whatever might satisfy that, you know, because we all have that that sexual in need, of course, you know, human humans need this, you know, we need touch and love and fucking sex. And so you just got to, again, life is balanced. That's all. all I got. So I, I have a something to add semi related to this topic. I don't know at what point my mind, my mindset shifted. But just as everything is becoming digitized uh i feel like the physical proximity at least with friendships i'm not talking about romantic relationships but with friendships i have so many friends who i may i haven't seen in five years we're, we're as close as ever because with all the different forms of communication 
uh, phone calls, video chats, emails, just even simple comments, small conversations in the DMs of Instagram, Facebook. At some point along the way, that became enough to, to maintain a very real, genuine friendship. Again, this this is exclusively friendships. With any type of romantic situation, you need the physical touch. Uh, but I, I really do have internet friends who are some of my closest friends, and we hardly ever see each other in person. But when we do, it's as if we we were never separated at all. So I think this might be some type of evolution of the location and independent lifestyle where even friendships become digitized and fulfilling. So that's something yeah. related to what you were talking about. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I, I, one of the really cool things, just really, really cool, special things about this lifestyle that I love that I'm just like, so straight up proud of is how many friends I have from how many countries and you're on a whole nother echelon uh, of that. And um, so, uh, you know, I have 2000 something Instagram followers and, and YouTube. I don't know how you don't have more, but um, I, I love getting in the habit of when I, when I meet someone and, you know, consider them a friend, we just follow each other. And then you're, you're instantly like connected on Instagram, which is like, you know, the new Facebook or whatever. And you're instantly connected and like, it's it's so cool we have friends from uk south africa argentina japan china tokyo like i have friends from probably 100 countries and you too and not only is just that is that just fucking cool but when you visit those <laughs> countries we have unlimited people that were like great when you come here hit me up i'll show you around town you can fucking crash at my place and I'm sure friends, you have and, 20 times. And the, the network just keeps growing, friends of friends. Yes. I, I have a I have a friend who arrived to Mexico City today. I put him in touch with one of my friends. And people do that for me. I do that for them. It's and the network just keeps growing. And it is it is crazy that uh as much as we all travel, how small the the digital nomad community really is. I mean, anytime I meet someone in a random coffee shop, even say hello, they're working. If if I add that person on Facebook, we have 10 to 50 mutual friends. Yeah. <laughs> almost, almost always it is because yeah. there are certain hotspots around the world where people always kind of migrate to. I'm off to Medellin on, on Sunday. I'm going to touch yeah. down and I have, I could call up 10 different people to go out to dinner. And then those 10 people are going to invite their friends and that that's how this all works. Yeah, totally. I, and with mutual, I was just thinking about this on the freaking treadmill this morning. Um, I talk about compounding effects with Amazon reviews and from my conversation yesterday with my two Bitcoin millionaire friends, uh, I met them both through mutual friends. One of them was through an Instagram mutual friend. I was in Istanbul and, uh, Gilbert, who I met at Chiang Mai nomad summit, which you guys should all go to. I've met so many great friends at the Nomad Summit. It's like it's like concentrating your friend meeting, and you'll it's it's conferences are the best fucking thing. I talk about that way too much. Um, best life hack. It was one of my life hacks that I spoke about at the Nomad Summit. 
is go to or I, may, maybe this is uh the same for you uh but because i work one-on-one -on -one with clients and some of my clients are i mean 50 percent of them are digital nomads and a lot of them are doing very well i have a client uh potential client i spoke to yesterday he spends eighty thousand dollars a month on advertising so yeah. he, whether i end up working with him or not uh all my clients are friends. I treat them like friends. We talk. If I were to show up in any city where they live, we'll meet, I'll meet their friends. So it's not just people from the quote unquote digital nomad community, but it's, it can also be people you work with, mm -hmm. uh, because they have something to offer you. You have something to offer them. This it, it's just yeah. a big snowball that, <laughs> that literally yeah. rolls around the world. Yeah. It, it, it compounding effect. The, so the David, the super smart Bitcoin millionaire, uh, American dude I met through, uh, yeah, Gilbert who, oh, you're in Istanbul. And that's the cool thing about being an influencer as well, um, is that also accelerates it. It's just having random followers. This was a friend. I have another friend in Istanbul right now. You're there. This happens to me all the time. Oh, you're there. Oh, I know this friend there. Go connect them cool guy. Da, 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 da. And so it's compounding in, in that way is, is my friends and followers see where I'm at and connect me with people that they think are, are cool. And so that that's another thing I'm, I'm really love about having a, a YouTube channel and just random followers is um, if I'm in their city or they know someone or just the, they'll connect me to people, people I don't even know. And that that's, I mean, this is slightly off topic, but that's why uh, reputation and integrity is so important because just as this network slowly grows, it can go to shit instantly if you prove to be a not trustworthy person. So in, it is a small community and everyone knows everybody. Uh, so you, yeah. as long as you're a good person, people introduce you to their friends and that's how it works. But that yeah. can all go away if, and I've seen it happen to people who uh, disrespected that uh, network effect. <laughs> Yeah, the dude, the, the nomad community, I've been thinking about this recently because like it's only three months in Phuket and our Phuket and fucking the best fucking group of guys like already have we already have a fucking mean crew and the dopest people and oh God, I can go all about this, but I say this all the time. It's the best to be a part of this nomad community because not only are we in the same boat it's like we both fucking live in southeast asia or medellin we're both fucking nomads but we both own online businesses we're both same somewhat personality type because we're adventurous and go against the grain of society and go live in another place so it's like as soon as you meet you're fucking instantly have all this in common and not only that, it's just fucking nomads tend to just be fucking cool, nice, enlightened, and just interesting people. And so hence I have 120 fucking interviews with with digital nomads. It's just <laughs> this is good fucking this is good people, good vibes, good conversation, and just interesting people, just ambitious and adventurous is the t-shirt that I've been wanting to make as the tag phrase that I that ambitious and adventurous. All of us are fucking ambitious and adventurous. And curious, I would say curious is, is a underrated characteristic of people. If you stay curious, you're always growing. You're always learning new things. You're always providing value to people. 
learning languages, taking advantage of these cultures that we're in contact with. Yeah, curiosity is, is very important. 100%. And um, so did you know I have an Instagram page called Stay Curious? <laughs> I, I can't keep up with all your social media. I had no idea. <laughs> so fucking folks like you and me were curious and um when i started my youtube wormhole journey in 2013 2012 i started a facebook page slash instagram page it's called stay curious it's just like put clips of things that i was like learning and on and, and all different sorts in, in business philosophy fucking quantum physics and just all this shit because i'm a fucking um, philosophy and, and science nerd and travel nerd curious cat exactly like i fucking curious about everything you know and some of us have that curiosity gene or whatever and, and, and it really really ties in with with world travel and wanting to you know learn about that um and experience that um fucking i got it more, more your notifications that. must be out out of control this this is why I, I um don't have the followers because i am on one platform no paid advertising and i, I stay plenty busy through word of mouth i can't imagine yeah. the amount yeah. of people that come to you yeah well no it, it's not that much um you know i i love it when i get random dms from my followers but like my 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 engagement overall fucking sucks like I swear I'm fucking shadow banned on YouTube. My view, my subscribers don't even see my videos. It's this whole algorithm thing. But a very exciting thing uh, is I just put out a, a a job to hire a filmmaker. Finally, I've been wanting to do this to follow in Jabril's footsteps for fucking four years. Finally, making enough money uh, to to hire someone full time. And I had a couple of interviews already. Potentially very exciting to take to take my YouTube channel and Instagram to the next level. So That's things amazing. are Congrats. fucking exciting. Yeah, dude, thank you. Um, and things are fucking exciting. And if that goes well, then it's just more excuses to travel because I have a filmmaker to actually make good content, not shitty vlog content, just all done by myself. Um, so but, um, I want to I want to share a, a quick story because uh, we mentioned that we met in uh, 2014 in Chiang Mai when we went to this business conference. Uh, we were also working out of the same co-working space, pun space, remember? Mm. <laughs> And at the time, I think we were both pretty off the boat. We were just getting started. Mm. And I, I was at the time trying to get into drop shipping, which I, I eventually did pretty successfully for about a year and a half besides what I do now. But I do remember sitting in pun space, looking at you and Parker, because you guys were working long hours at that time. And I, I, I would observe both of you and I would think, how the fuck are these guys so confident? Confident as in the business was going to work. I was sitting there dabbling with my dropshipping website. Like, I don't know if this is going to work. I really, I don't know. Then I would look up and you guys were, you knew that it was going to work. And I, I would, I would, I guess I'm trying to give you a compliment. I, I thought that was a, a very interesting characteristic to observe because I was not so confident in dropshipping at the time. And I felt that you guys, no matter what, we're going to make it happen. So it's a compliment. hundred <laughs> percent. And I, I only realized this in 20 in hindsight, 2020. And I, this was one of my five top five life hacks that, that got me to where I am is, um, 
and it comes back down to um, having that mindset of it's not if it's when and looking back Parker and I, we like I slept on a couch for a year, like before we came out in a one bedroom apartment, we lived together and we had posters of Thailand on the wall and we would watch uh, videos about living in Thailand and all that stuff. And that's how we found Johnny FD's channel in the Nomad Summit about Chiang Mai. And, but hundred percent, we both looked back and we were like, dude, we wanted this so fucking bad. And we were, just, we, we talked fucking all the time and we're just like, bro, like, we're living our fucking dreams. Like we, we were in that fucking one bedroom apartment. Like we like this, this is crazy. We're living out exactly what we were fucking dreaming and talking about. And so, you know, talking to people, it's like, you, you gotta have that inner confidence. And I don't know where that comes from. Maybe you're born with it. Maybe it's because we grew up, you know, competitive athletes and it's just instilled that, that, you know, mindset of, of winning. Um, but that's a big part of life in, in general is confidence. Thousand percent. That's that's interesting that you mentioned the the athlete aspect because I I played sports. I was recruited to be a college linebacker. I never did play college ball, but I was offered scholarships. Mm. And I would and here's another question, uh, from all of the thousands of online workers, location independent people that I've met, that the number one personality trait that they had in common, they didn't give up. <laughs> that's it. I meet so many people who sometimes I'll be talking to them and like, I, this guy makes a lot of money. I'm just as smart, if not smarter than this guy, I could do that. And the more I learn about their history, for them to get to that point, they just didn't give up. That is it. That is the thing that will get you to wherever you want to go, especially if it's a financial goal with an online business not giving up all the information is out there you just have to find it implement it and not give up <laughs> that is really it and i'm speaking from I, i'm i'm speaking from data point of thousands of digital nomads that's the trait yeah one gazillion freaking percent guys that's that's it um and 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 why did those people not give up i think about this all the time it's because how bad do you want it comes down to it how bad do you want it i think that's a big thing uh motif in life it comes down to how bad do you want it for example i i want to be fucking 15 percent body fat and i have been for you know four or five years why am i not why am i 18 or 20 percent at the end of the day it comes back to i don't want it bad enough and so how how bad do you fucking want it you know how bad do you want to be able to travel the world be completely free to experience this planet before you die because we just live and then we die and that's pretty much all we know um the rest is just the, just the details that's all we know for sure um and so that's it um uh, intuitive travel for sure hit me up on ig uh, I'll see what kind of um, loyal viewers uh, coupon code we can potentially uh, get you to. Uh, I'm sure Trevor will, will hook it up. Thanks for the questions. Appreciate it. Um, so, uh, yeah. Amazing two hour combo. It's already <laughs> 225. I was like, it's 159. This is the last five minutes. But this was fucking dope. Um, let's do this again. Fucking. Next year. In, in, in the end, we did a. Uh...
You did go, Joe. It started out a little infomercially with the service. Yeah. I'm glad no, we, yeah. Could, we could uh, talk about us. Uh, yeah. I guess a, a recap, just as far as my service is concerned, Americans, this is real. If you have decent credit and you can be organized, why are you still paying for flights and hotels? That's my question to you. This system exists and it's not even rocket science, especially if you have someone like me with 10 years experience helping you. Why are you paying for flights and hotels? <laughs> Come on, son. Exactly. Uh, thanks for the questions, Joe. Uh, I'm on a regular visa exempt on arrival, but uh, organizing uh, actually work visa. Um, so you can hit me up more questions on Instagram and, and join the Discord if, uh, if you're interested. Let me know on uh, Instagram. Follow Trevor. Check it out. Um, see you on IG as always. And uh, yeah, this will be live. So I'll, I'll send you the link right after this. Cool. I'll share it. We'll be talking. All right. Sweet, sweet. Peace, guys. All Thanks, right. bros.